0: To learn more, visit nature'sway.com slash pearls and use code Chelsea10 at checkout for 10% off any Pearls probiotics. Terms and conditions apply, valid through July 31st.
1: Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women.
0: Hi, Chelsea here. I think we all know that hair loss has the power to kind of shatter your confidence. Not kind of. It really shatters your confidence. And that's where Zion Health comes in. Founded by top doctors in hair restoration, Zion offers both medicated and non-medicated treatments for men and women with thinning hair. Guys, unless you do something or talk to someone, your hair loss will only get worse. I'm not kidding, unfortunately. So get your confidence back on track and visit Zion xyonhealth.com to get support today. That's xyonhealth.com. Hi, everybody. While I'm taking the month of September off of doing stand-up, I return on October 1st to complete my vaccinated and horny tour, October, November, and December. I have new dates up. I kick it off in Saratoga, California, and I'm coming to all parts of California, Long Beach, Bakersfield. I'm coming to Niagara Falls, Tucson, Arizona, Colorado, Minneapolis, San Diego, Reading, Pennsylvania, and Baltimore, Maryland, just to name a few. There's also some Floridian dates in there, since this will be my last year that I'm able to go inside the state of Florida. So check out ChelseaHandler.com for more stand-up dates for my vaccinated and horny tour. These are my last dates. Okay. Hello, Catherine. Hi, Chelsea. Oh, my God. I am fresh as a daisy. (laughs) I'm so glad. Uh, I had a a big photo shoot this weekend, and I had to really nail it down, which was not hard at all. I actually enjoyed the week of preparation because I had been on vacation for basically a month and drinking, obviously, a lot and eating whatever I felt like. (laughs) Actually, no, I'm pretty good when I'm on vacation. I don't go off. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I had to get my act together for this photo shoot that will be coming out soon. I won't say what it is for yet, but everyone's going to find out because it'll probably be a pretty big campaign. But I love having to get ready for something because that's the only reason I would just get it. Like I came home for a week, hunkered Mm down. I'm like on my program, no drinking, no da da. -da. I've been smoking pot, but I'm not supposed to be smoking pot at all because of my. Situation with my vocal cords But I oh. decided to give myself a treat well, And on. I signed a new Endorsement deal also <gasps> a brand partnership Deal with a company called Leisure Town Which is a cannabis Ooh. drink so you will be getting A full supply of that Excellent. because It has the lowest amount of sugar it only has 4 grams of sugar it's 25 calories And they're light so you can get CBD or you can get THC And the THC awesome. version only has 2.5 milligrams of THC Chelsea, So spot. yeah I'm going to bring you a case oh, I love that yeah, thank absolutely. you
2: that's so exciting. See, I'm somebody who works the deadlines, too. Like, if I have something that I know is coming up, like, I can get it done. I can make it happen. But, like, I need that sort of motivation, that impetus to, like, here's what I'm aiming for. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I need a deadline as well. Yeah. If it left to my own devices, I mean, I would just basically sit on my ass and, and smoke pot with Bert and just stare <laughs> at him until a taco arrived.
2: I love it. He likes pot a little bit more than Bernice.
0: Well, he's like a pothead, you know? <laughs> that explains his laziness. They're so sweet, though. Since I haven't been there, they love me now. And oh. they come in my room at night, and they're both on the floor. And then Bert looks at me in the morning like, oh. when are you going to feed me? And I'm like, oh, honey, I am going to feed you, actually. Because <laughs> when I'm home now, I take their feeding more seriously. Right, Because I want right. them to know that I, do love them. I'm just not that interested in sticking around right. all LA.
2: <laughs> Right. And, like, the food comes from you when you're home, not my bell. Yeah. And, Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we have a quick follow-up from one of our callers. This is from Quinn who called in on our episode with Ashley Graham a few weeks ago. She had sort of wanted to know if she should lose weight before getting into the dating scene. And she says, Hey Chelsea and Catherine, I know it's only been a short time since we last spoke, but I wanted to give a progress update. I just recently started a new job as a campaign manager for my boss's state assembly reelection campaign. Don't worry, he's a Democrat, and a damn good one at that. At first, I was really nervous about taking this job, as I would be in a new city where I wouldn't know anyone. However, per your advice, I've begun journaling most nights and have become more conscious of how I've been treating myself, both physically and mentally. All of this has helped me find new avenues of confidence, like being a motherfucking campaign manager. (laughs) This new confidence has helped me get on the dating apps again in this new city and begin swiping away. I haven't had a date yet, but I'm definitely talking to multiple people right now, and it's always fun. I know I will definitely have to keep building my confidence, and my healthy living journey is far from over, but I am proud of the progress I've made so far. Thanks for your help, Quinn.
0: Oh, great job. Quinn, way to fucking
2: get after it. Yay. Good job. I love that. I know. And it's like when you start doing other things, you realize like, man, confidence can come from all these different places. Mm -hmm. Like it just doesn't have to come from like one avenue in your life.
0: Absolutely. Confidence can come from your friendships, from your family, from your job, from, you know, your relationship with yourself, from your animals. Just making Mm -hmm. contributions builds, instills confidence and builds it. Absolutely.
2: Well, it's actually a fitting follow-up for our guest today. He is going to join us here in studio. Okay, guys, you're in
0: for a real special treat, (laughs) okay? I have Ben Bruno, my trainer, is our guest today, and I have spent every morning at 8 o'clock with him for the last week. So the last thing I fucking want to do is spend an hour with him on this podcast, but guess what? He's coming right in. Yo, 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 Ben.
3: How's this work, bro?
0: You put on headphones. All right. Ben Bruno's here today, everyone. He's my personal trainer. And Catherine, have you ever met Ben before?
2: Not in person. Just seen him on your Instagram.
0: Okay. Well, this must be a thrill for you. Ben, thank you, first of all, <laughs> for bringing me coffee. That was really nice.
3: You're, I brought her coffee. I just got, yeah.
0: Yeah. He brought Catherine and me coffee. If I had yes. known if it was
3: for you, I wouldn't have brought it.
0: Well, you were texting me, so it's pretty weird that you don't know that that was for me. But furthermore, why did you call me when I... Put my order in for the coffee.
3: Oh, because the order, I didn't know what it was. It was called a Starbucks refresher, which I didn't know what that meant. And then when I ordered it, no lemonade, I was faced with the choice of mango, strawberry, or pineapple. (laughs) So I called and nobody picked up. So I just went with mango. So whoever that is, you're getting mango.
2: I'm really pleased. I've never tried the mango one before. So here we are.
3: Well, I just picked what I would want if you didn't like it. I was like, then I would go with mango.
2: Thank you, Ben.
0: Strong decision making. Strong. Yes. So, Catherine, Ben has been my trainer for how many years, Ben? What's our...
3: Too long. Probably. Seven years? Yeah, seven or eight years.
0: Long time, long time.
3: I would say it's probably common law at this point.
0: He annoyed (laughs) me, extremely annoyed me from the very outset of our relationship. Same. And I also annoy him a great deal. But we've Mm -hmm. managed to remain in a trainer relationship for a very long time. My longest trainer relationship, that's for sure. Wow. And so he's trained a lot of my friends and a lot of my family members and no one who's really as enthusiastic as I am about working out. I wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it enthusiastic.
3: No, you're not enthusiastic at all.
0: But well, what's my motivation then?
3: I will say you always do show up, but you never seem to like it.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know what kind of excitement you want to happen during a workout where you come out of a set and you're like, "Fuck, that was I killed no, no, that." No, no,
3: I don't ex- I I get <laughs> it's just working out, but I also think I've never actually met I'm trying to think that this is true, but I don't think I've met anyone that complains more than you do.
0: I don't. That's such bullshit. That is a total bullshit. No, it's not. About working out, I complain about. or complain? Put me on
3: a polygraph. I'm I'm serious.
0: Well, we don't have a polygraph, Ben, because that's from the 1970s. I'm
3: telling the truth. No, they still use polygraph.
0: Not admissible in court, though. Anyway, Ben, are you what people would consider a bro?
3: In some ways, I'm a bro. I, I yeah, I don't like to admit it, but when I think of my interests and what I do for fun and things, for better or worse, I'm just like a typical dude.
0: Right. Okay. So, you, what does that mean to you? What are your interests?
3: You know, I uh, like working out. I like watching football. I love golf. I love watching golf. All my golf friends understand that. Everyone else thinks that's the dumbest thing ever. I like dude stuff. I like, uh, you know, my go to order is a burger and fries. Yeah. I would say I'm pretty average. I actually Googled average height for a dude because I have a lot of friends that play basketball. And so when I'm around them, I feel like I'm just three feet tall. And I'm right on average. I'm 5'9 and 3 quarters. And the average, according to Google, is 5'9 and like point 0.6. And then my shoe size is a 9 and a half, which is average for a guy. So in, in just about every way, I'm average.
0: Well, that's good for you to know. I'm glad that there's scientific data behind that to back up that argument because,
3: yes. Well, when I saw First of all, no one's saying 5'9
0: and 3 quarters. So stop that. That's uh, oh, ridiculous. Well, No one no, is, yes. is saying 3 quarters.
3: I listen. I will round up. I'm going to say five ten.
0: Fine, say I'll that. Say, that's better than saying five nine and three quarters. No. Why don't you say five ten minus one quarter?
3: See, just so the <laughs> listeners know, this is the type of shit that I deal with every single workout. Chelsea comes in every day. I'm going to. I'm going to give the listeners. I this is actually therapy for me. I'm going to give the listeners a taste into what I deal with on a daily basis. She comes in. I say hi. How are you feeling? Because that's actually very important Such info an for a trainer. Question. It's not an annoying question because <laughs> I'm a fucking trainer. I need to know how your body's feeling. <laughs> then I say how you doing, which to me means like your like mental state, what's been going on, whatever. Also to backtrack, I see Chelsea every fucking day, so a big part of it <laughs> is just trying to kill the hour. I need talking points.
0: Yeah, well, that's then, what you do need so is talking points it. because the questions you ask are repetitive. When I and say, "How's boring. your
3: body feel?" and then "How are you are doing?" she goes, "You just asked me that. You just asked well, me." Well, that's because you do. You it's have two a, different things, but you repeat yourself <laughs> meanwhile,
0: all the time. You meanwhile, go, "You go like this. Hold on. Let me talk now." You say, "He goes. I come in. He goes. Hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing?
3: Mm. Yeah. How you doing? I'm the third to kill time. The, hour. the
0: third. <laughs> you no. Know, well, then come up with some new material.
3: There's not new material. Nothing. Uh,
0: you can't just keep asking the same question and hoping for a different answer. That doesn't make any sense. Occasionally,
3: I accumulate talking points if I do something on the weekend. But otherwise, my days, my life's Groundhog Day. I train people, and then I eat dinner, and I watch a little TV, go to bed, call it a day. So there's not much for us to talk about from Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday. Also, her life is Groundhog Day, so she don't have shit to talk about either. So I'm just <laughs> grasping at straws. And then everything I do say, she tells me is a dumb question. And then also, just so the people know, <laughs> as, as a trainer, I, I actually, I find this funny. I take pride in being pretty creative. I'll mm. toot my own horn. I, I got named the most innovative trainer by Men's Health. Meanwhile, every single day... That was day, two
0: years ago, Ben. <laughs> yeah.
3: And I'm still... In, it, it is what it is. Meanwhile, in my field, I'm considered innovative. Every day that since I've trained Chelsea, which I don't know how many days that is, but it's way too many. She goes... Google new shit. We did this one before Uh, as if like, that's what training is. We just pretty much rotate 20 exercises till one of us gets sick of the other person and moves on. But every day it's like Google new shit, Google new shit. And then anytime I show something different, she's like, this is way dumber than the original one. This is like dumb. So that is what I go through people. And any anyway, and is, you this fucking is, love it. Okay, this is you for love me. it.
0: I'm glad. It seems like you're getting stuff off your chest. This That's is, perfect. This is
3: more for me than any, yeah. So,
0: Catherine, Ben is a very straight bro. How I would classify mm-hmm. him in my group of people that I know, mm-hmm. and he goes to therapy. He has a therapist that he's oh, been great. seeing for a few years now, right?
3: Six or seven.
0: Oh yeah, wow. six or seven years. Hmm. Okay. Flies. And let's talk about, I would like to hear about your therapy experience as a male, as a bro, because a lot of men can't go to therapy and they don't want to even talk about what's really happening because they're scared and they don't think it's necessary. So what's been your experience?
3: Well, I'll tell you how it started. I tried therapy at two different points in my life before this little six month run once. Six year run. Six year run. Sorry. Once when I was 10 years old, I got put in therapy, but I don't think it was therapy. I think it was, um, I don't know all the differences, but this guy was a psychiatrist. To backtrack real quick, my, my dad passed away when I was nine, and that's obviously, there's a lot of shit that comes with that. So my mom put me in therapy with the guy that my dad had actually seen, and That was definitely different than the therapy I do now because that was like I would say to him that that was a failed attempt, I guess, because he would say he was a medicine guy. And I think maybe some people benefit from medicine, but I think sometimes feelings of depression and stuff can be situational. Sometimes it's probably chemical. Sometimes it's situational. And I just remember at 10, the guy would say to me, "Uh, how do you feel about your dad dying? And I'd say, I'm sad. And I'm like, dude, who wouldn't be sad? And then I went again when I was probably 19 or 20 at another low point in my life. I had a back surgery when I was 19 in college and Mm -hmm. the surgery did nerve damage in my right leg. And in hindsight, it was a great thing for me because it got me into physical fitness and now I'm a trainer because of it. But at the time, it was a real low point because I had always been very physically active and into sports and after the surgery, I lost about 40 pounds, and I am th- i was this big to begin with, so I didn't even have that to lose. I was super skinny, weak, and just really depressed because my right leg like, basically shut down. I couldn't drive or anything like that, and so I was super depressed and tried therapy again, but I wasn't really open to it at the time. Long story short, now this is my third foray into it, and this time started about six years ago. I... Woke up one day and thought I just drank too much coffee on an empty stomach and just felt wired and Mm -hmm. just got something to eat, kind of went about my day. Second day this happened, I felt this crazy fast heartbeat in the middle of Los Angeles, which is hot, and I was freezing cold and felt like I couldn't take in air. It was this really weird feeling. I couldn't breathe. So I was training a guy. I still train him now. And he was like, dude, you got to go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor They did this whole workup on me, EKG, the treadmill test, and then the guy told me I had a panic attack. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm. I think most of my friends, people in my life would describe me as pretty chill. This is like, right now this is as animated as I ever get. I'm a pretty even keel person. And so the panic attack thing felt weird to me because I usually felt like I was never too up or down. And that really threw me for a loop because I was like, wait, am I like crazy? Like, what is this thing? The panic attack was made worse by all those feelings that I think people, dudes might have when they think of like, I had a panic attack because it seems weird. And I I took myself down this whole rabbit hole over the, this is over the course of three or four days where I was like, I can't believe I had a panic attack. Like, am I Mm -hmm. like this anxiety kind of person now? I just felt very weird about it. And so someone suggested therapy. And then the first person that was recommended to me, her advice was to carry around a brown paper bag in case you get anxiety and then you can breathe into it. And I'm like, yeah, no, not doing that. So then I was talking to one of my family friends from home because I had remembered his son got anxiety. And to be truthful, I didn't even really know what anxiety was prior Mm. to that. And he told me that there's this woman in LA that Was a great therapist, and I looked her up, and she happened to be very close to my house. So I've seen her ever since that panic attack. And originally, my first appointment was just to figure out why I had a panic attack. And then I've just been going ever since. In some ways, I think of it like a paid friend, but a friend that just gives like way better advice than my real friends. Because the (laughs) thing about dudes, dudes don't want to go to therapy, but I bet. Guys, we probably need it more than women because guys just in general give shitty advice. So if you ever talk to your friends <laughs> about your problems, you're not getting good advice. They're probably going to direct you in a way that'll like lead to more problems. So I think it's good to just have a professional opinion. And then also, too, I, I do spend a lot of time as a trainer. I take on a lot of other people's problems over the course of the day. They tell me all their mm-hmm. stuff, but I don't really get too into my stuff. And I realize that it's just good for me to have one hour. This
0: outlet, you have this outlet to get everything off your yeah, chest. Yeah, exactly. Too. This is
3: uh, yeah. <laughs> I
0: haven't spoken in like eight minutes, so I mean, let it rip. <laughs> fucking no, I'm keep just going. talking
3: honestly. I had to deal with Chelsea for an hour already today, so I can't hear her talk anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to keep talking. But I think uh, for me, it's just I go once a week or once every other week, and I get a good sounding board. And I think sometimes. Even if there's actually a lot of times, I will say, I'm, I've am i told her straight up I, that I'm not really good at the therapy process. Sometimes she'll ask me, I'll be telling her something, and she'll ask me, like, how does that make you feel? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm still trying to figure out my emotions. But I think talking through things, sometimes I solve my own problems. But it's also just good mm-hmm. to have someone to talk to. And it's made me probably better. I think, not A lot um, of training. I mean. Well, <laughs> maybe it has. I don't know. Your body's pretty good, at least. I've yet to Google any exercises for her personality. We're working on that. (laughs) But I do think it helps me. I noticed, I think it's helped me a lot in, now I have a live-in girlfriend. It's helped me with that type Mm -hmm. of stuff. And she likes it. I go to therapy. So dudes should go just, it's probably a better way to get girls too. I think girls actually, now it's like, (laughs) now it's cool to go. Now it's mandatory. Now it's cool. So uh the other part to this is I remember when I first went to therapy, there was like sort of a shame when I had the panic attack hmm. where I felt like I was copping to guilt to a couple of my buddies. And across the board, all of my guy friends but one was like, oh, yeah, dude, I go, too. And I was like, what the fuck? I've <laughs> wow. known you forever and I don't even know this. Guys just don't really talk about it, but I think it's more common than they think.
0: Have you had a panic attack since you went to therapy?
3: You know, I don't think to that level, but yes, I have. But it's it's actually way better now knowing what it is because I've had mm. times, stre- you know, and, and who I don't know the continuum of panic attack versus stress versus whatever, but I've definitely had times where I'll be feeling nervous about something or uncomfortable or just unhappy, and then my heart rate just gets jacked. It's like I can mm. feel it mm. throughout my whole body or I'll just start sweating or things like that. And so I've learned... Now I, it's less of a panic attack because I think part of the panic part comes, at least for me, from not knowing what it was. But when you know what it is, I, and I've learned breathing techniques and I've learned mm-hmm. how powerful breath can be to back that stuff down. That's really great. The breathing thing is crazy in the sense that I can go from feeling jacked up to like a zen, like stoned in like a minute just through breath.
0: Wow. What breathing exercises do you do?
3: Uh, Well, they're all cousins of each other, I think. I've learned different ones, but one is called a... It's just a breathing ladder that I learned, and that is essentially the exhales twice as long as the inhale. So you breathe in for one second, out for two, in for two, out for four, three, six, four, eight, five, ten. Then you do five, ten twice, and then go back down, four, eight, three, six, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And by the end... (laughs) Etc. <laughs> Thank you. And then by the end, you you know you you either are, are cool or you do it once through. Another thing that I just learned, actually from therapy, is called square breathing, and I believe it it started with the Navy SEALs. I could be wrong about that, but I think that's what she said. And that's essentially uh, think of a square. So the you inhale for four, then hold it for four seconds, exhale for four. Hold it for four seconds, and you repeat that. Another thing is called five seven eight. You'll see they're all related, but five, five seven eight is breathe in for five, hold it for seven, exhale for eight. That that I learned from my training mentor Mike Boyle, and that takes it's a twenty second breath, and you go through three times. He actually told it to me, in the sense of he's a he's a napper and can basically put himself to sleep in the afternoon doing that, which is pretty crazy, nice. and then. I can't remember the fourth one, but they're all in a similar type of thing. And I actually remember that time you taught me the meditation where we did the guided meditation in my front yard and then I just passed out? I don't know <laughs> if you even remember that. You had a guided meditation.
0: I didn't teach you anything. It was a guided meditation that we listened to.
3: Well you taught me. I never tried it before. Oh, well but, uh, I to introduced the people listening, I thought oh, meditation God. you shut up.
0: I'm not even fucking talking. So I, know. I don't think you can tell me to shut up at this point, buddy.
3: Well, I think uh, the the meditation was a thing that Chelsea turned me on to. That felt too woo woo for me. I um, I have a real tricky time. Like I hate like yoga class. I like stretching, but uh, anything that feels too woo woo, that's what I thought the meditation was. But. Chelsea's actually taken me through two guided meditations, and I fell asleep both times, and I'm not a napper. So that that shows to me that wow. uh, it's probably something worth exploring.
2: Yeah. Well, and I mean, when you're focusing on your breath, you know, some people say that meditation is really just focusing on yourself and focusing on your breath. So in a way, like you're doing your own form of meditation where you're doing this box breathing or these, you know, these other types of breathing techniques.
3: The breathing stuff actually works better for me than just trying to meditate because mm. it could just be me, but I doubt it. It's really hard to just be told clear your mind for 10 or 20 minutes because all I do is yeah. just think about all the shit that's been bothering me. So I think the breathing stuff is is good for me in the sense that I don't go blank minded. I'm counting the whole time, so my mind can't wander. Yeah, gives you something to focus on.
0: Yeah, I bet you with all your breathing though now you would be able to meditate more easily because the meditation is just focusing on your breathing because it is a meditative thing. Anyway, so are you ready to give some advice to callers? People call in, ask for real life advice and then Mm -hmm. we have to give them good advice.
3: This feels like the blind leading the blind. Well,
2: we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back to answer some questions.
0: An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving, and according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide May 31st.
4: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step.
6: Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters.
7: The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry.
6: Or Kellen Kenney, chief marketing and growth officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar.
8: It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson.
6: In these exciting times, we're looking to the math the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
9: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
10: Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television,
2: Fantastic. Well, you know what? We're going to do things a little bit differently today because this is training focused and health focused. We got a lot of sort of like quick little bite questions. So are
0: you going to be able to answer a question succinctly (laughs) or are you going to ramble on and on and on and on?
3: All right. Let's hear the questions.
2: (laughs) We have some to ramble on a little bit later. We have some really good callers calling in, but we'll just start with some little quickies. So our first question is resistance training using one's own body for weight training, a.k.a. plank, pull-ups, push-ups, et cetera, just as efficient and beneficial as lifting weights? Jojo.
3: Yes, to a point. I think in the beginning it's great, but I think as you acclimate to your own body weight, it's really good to add a little bit more resistance. And we, we follow a tenant in training. It's called progressive overload, basically meaning like... You want to gradually make things harder. So unless you just kept adding body weight, which I don't think many people want to do, you're going to run out of ways to progressively overload.
2: Got it. I agree. (laughs) Chelsea concurs. Hi, Chelsea and Ben. My name is Abby. I follow Ben on Instagram, and I'm curious if he's still single. Nope. I wanted some (laughs) advice. No, He's got a living girlfriend. That
0: was quick. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Sorry,
2: Abby. I wanted some advice on how to get motivated for the gym. I used to go every day in between shifts at work. I now find myself struggling for motivation to go even once a week. Chelsea, you're in insane shape, so maybe you could chime in on this too. P.S. I'm 26 years old. Abby. Bad,
0: why don't you take the lead on this one?
3: I don't know the question in that. It sounds like she was just explaining her situation.
2: Yeah, I think the question is how to get motivated for the gym To me, something that is interesting to note is that, like, she was maybe doing, like, a shift at work, going to the gym, and then doing another shift at work, which, like, you can do when you're, like, 24, 25, but she may have just been sort of overworking herself in general.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like my motivation is looking good. So I just feel more like mentally normal and clear headed when I am feeling good and looking good. And I like to be strong. I was on vacation for two weeks recently and I didn't work out for two weeks. And that was probably the first time in like two weeks I've never worked out.
3: First time in two weeks? First time that
0: I didn't work out for the duration of two weeks. Oh, yeah, You know, like I'll always work out. So and shut the fuck up.
3: <laughs> just trying to help the people that made no uh, sense.
0: And I didn't like it because my ass melted. And then I got back and I worked out for like a week. I did Pilates for a week. But like as soon as you start working out and seeing the results, I think that's really it. Once you start to see the results, it becomes kind of addicting. Mm.
3: I will say personally, I'm not the type of trainer that just lives to work out. I'm not somebody that works out every day. I usually strength train three days a week and then on. Other days, I try I try to be active every day, but I get sick of my own workouts. I've I've I mean, been, tell me about it. I've been training people for <laughs> 15 years and I'm just kind of, you know, I spend my whole day in the gym. So what I do when I'm not feeling motivated, because I definitely have weeks where I won't do the weights, is I just make appointments with friends to hold myself accountable. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of my clients, probably a big part of it, it's just built-in accountability. But if you don't have a trainer you can create that same accountability by just making appointments with friends. There's a lot of times that I'll make an appointment on a Monday with my buddies for Tuesday. And I think to myself as they're driving over, man, if they if if they cancel, like I'm skipping. So it's like it's a really good way, I think, for me to to stick to it.
2: That's great. Next question. My question for Bruno is why don't you like burpees? I hate them too, Wendy.
3: Man, I don't even know why this is controversial. When I say I don't like burpees, all these like really jacked CrossFit guys get mad at me, but I'm not talking about for them. They can do whatever they want. But a lot of just normal people that don't live to work out think that that's the way that they're going to lose weight. But burpees are actually, I call an advanced exercise masquerading as a beginner exercise. It's actually pretty hard to do Mm -hmm. correctly and requires a lot of mobility. So if you just passed a normal workout class, I I would call myself Captain Obvious. If you went past a normal class, almost everyone that does burpees sucks at them. Like jack guys are the ones that fight me on it, but they don't even do them. It's always like beginners and it requires a lot of mobility and a lot of people hurt their back, wrists, knees, et cetera, doing that, et cetera, uh, and could easily just get their heart rate up through safer means.
2: Yeah, it seems like something that is very easy to do with poor form, which can lead to getting hurt. So
3: I just, a simple way, I just say break it down into its two constituent parts and do push-ups and squats separate, but don't combine them. I once had
0: a trainer, I think this was, I used Khloe Kardashian's trainer for a short period of time, probably before I met you, Ben, and I remember- No,
3: in the middle, I remember. I remember. (laughs) We, We broke up a couple times.
0: No, we didn't.
3: We didn't? No. Oh, I thought we did.
0: Anyway, I think he made me do a burpee. If I'm thinking correctly about what burpees are, which is when you run up and down the floor, right? Like jump up.
3: You do like a belly flop, then jump up. Yeah, And as soon
0: as I saw that, I was like, I can't do that. Not because I don't think the burpees work. It's just because they're too hard. It's too annoying to jump up and down like that. I'm not into jumping, period. (laughs)
2: Well, our next question
0: is. Make sure we ask Ben some real life questions, too, not just fitness. We shouldn't let him get
2: off easy today. Okay. well, we'll have a couple more quickies and then we'll get to some serious stuff. Okay, great.
3: I'm like 12. I always laugh when I hear quickie. Oh,
0: God, (laughs) that's what I'm dealing with, everybody. Like a fucking eighth grader.
2: Well, that fits right in with our next question, because our next question is, I always have pain in my hips when I have sex in missionary position. Mm -hmm. I'm in the gym four times a week, and I have done a lot of hip mobility work on my hip flexors, (laughs) but it hasn't fixed the problem. Any suggestions on specific exercises or stretches I could try? I like it from behind, so it's not the end of the world, but variation is the spice of life. Thanks, Jess.
0: That's I'm glad you covered that, Jess, because Ben was gonna say, take it from behind. That's exactly <laughs> what you were gonna say.
3: I I was thinking it. I wasn't gonna say it. I would say, first off, I'm curious like what exactly she means when she says missionary. Because I don't know how your hips could hurt just like lying flat. But I think if if her legs are up, you know, around whatever, I would say <laughs> that she probably could be doing some yeah, I mean now. Sorry, I'm just visualizing. Well, some you stuff, open your think... legs,
0: and then your <laughs> hips are involved. You don't just yeah. lie there like a stick
3: figure. <laughs> mm, some do, but I, you know, <laughs> oh, we, there, there's, you know, there's some, there's some clarifications I need. But in general, I would tell her to do the pigeon stretch. That would be a good one. Oh yeah, and that's good. That's good the, for the, your hips. The, yeah, and then if she wants to uh, Google or YouTube or whatever stationary Spider-Mans, that's a really good bang for your buck mobility drill. <laughs> LOL. I,
2: I don't hate that joke. I don't hate it.
3: Oh, my best. I can't <laughs> even
2: say anything right now. <laughs> Chelsea, we have a quick call from a friend of yours.
3: Rosanna
2: is calling oh, in. Perfect. Oh, this yes. is my friend from Vancouver.
0: Ooh. She had
2: a question for you. Says, My question for Ben would be, how to make my calves smaller? They are enormous. Thanks, Rosanna.
3: That is a really tricky one.
0: She already asked me and I gave her what my feedback, which was, well, I'll wait for your feedback. Oh, my God. Look who it is. Hi. Oh,
11: Hi. Oh, my God. Hey, hey. What
0: Hi,
3: a
10: development.
11: Kimmy. I love it. <laughs> it's, I'm in my pink palace.
0: <laughs> Rosanna's one of my friends who I just went to Vancouver Island with. Ooh! I told them earlier about falling asleep or maybe it was in another episode about falling asleep at 3 in the afternoon and then waking up at 3 a.m., Rosanna.
11: We had a great time. Chuck spent a lot of the the week sleeping, and uh, we watched her sleep, brought her what she needed in between getting drunk in the hotel bar. It was a good week.
0: Yeah, we didn't make it very far, but Rosanna made various reservations all throughout town every night, like six or seven different places for lunch and dinner, and then we would just cancel all of them.
11: And activities, too. We also canceled a lot of activities. But uh, we didn't need them. We yeah. <laughs> we by ourselves.
0: Okay. So this is Ben Bruno. This is my trainer. You're finally hey, meeting. Hey. Rosanna, tell him about your situation.
11: I have a situation. I have the opposite situation that most people have. I don't need to build up my calves. I need to reduce my calves. They're massive. <laughs> they are not calves. They're full-grown cows. So- I just would like to be able to fit into boots.
0: You really are. You also recently lost weight, right? How much weight have you lost?
11: I'm not really quite sure, but I've definitely, I've definitely lost some weight and I've been heavier. I've been smaller, but no matter what, my calves are still so muscular. My legs in general are muscular, but my calves, especially, I mean, Chelsea can tell you we were in Victoria and she was like, damn girl, those are some (laughs) calves. So I don't know if there's something I can do to lean them out.
0: Wait, let me ask one question. Did you notice that they reduced in size when you lost weight? A little bit. Yeah,
3: for sure. That's really the best thing you can do. Unfortunately, for both people that have small calves and big calves, calves are just, some people have big calves genetically. Some have teeny ones. And more so than almost any other muscle, it's hard to change that. But I would say losing weight all over will definitely help you lose girth in your calves, but also doing things like calf raises to get them to shrink won't have that effect. So I would say like, don't do anything other than, you know, maybe lose weight and also just know that it's one of those grasses greener things. You probably think it's way more negative than most people. I get far more questions about how to grow calves. And like, like me, for example, I have teeny calves to the point that I If I ever share a video of myself doing pull-ups on YouTube, the trolls tell me I'm cheating because my calves are so small that I have nothing to pull up. So just know- uh, That's
0: some gym humor <laughs> for you, Rosanna. There
3: is. Yeah. It's just, I, um, it. I bet I bet people judge- Soak it
0: in. <laughs>
3: yeah, right? Well, she used the calves to cows. That's cheesy gym humor too. So we're even- Is
9: it? I thought I made that up. No,
3: calves to cows is the title <laughs> of every like cheesy internet calf article. Like how to turn huh. your calves well, to cows. Well, thanks, now. Yeah. Uh, So, so but yeah, I would say first off, congrats on losing the weight. But I would say as you do that more and your body acclimates and stuff, they'll probably come down a little bit.
11: Okay. So, I mean, I take classes and stuff, and sometimes when they'll do calf raises and calf exercise, I just sit that one out. Sit this out. Yeah. Yeah. Sit that (laughs) one out. Do the
3: yoga shavasana and just lay there while they do the calf raises.
11: What about Pilates? Like, will that help lengthen them out?
3: No. So actually, that's. A tricky one for me to broach because a lot of women that do Pilates tell me that they want to get long and lean. It's actually impossible. Your muscles insertion points are set, so you actually can't lengthen a muscle. When when, when women say that, I just kind of nod because I know what they mean, but that's actually not happening. You can't lengthen a muscle. It's it is what it is. Uh, your anatomy, but I think you can tone the muscle and stuff like that. But I think a lot of what you're talking about will is just more about like weight loss and fat loss.
0: Got it. But I do think Pilates does help you be more conscientious of your posture and your alignment. So just by nature of doing it, you stand up a little bit taller and your posture is a little bit better. And that always makes everything also look better.
3: Yeah. I I actually love Pilates. I didn't mean that to say I don't like Pilates. I love it. I do it myself sometimes, but I think that it's a misnomer to say that you're lengthening things. But I do (laughs) think that there's a ton of benefits to it.
11: Okay, so my calves are what they are.
3: <laughs> more, more or less, unfortunately. More
11: or less. Okay. Well, that's I fine. want you to take
0: that into the weekend, Rosanna.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. I, 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 I want but you it was to, nice meeting you.
12: This
0: big calf energy into the <laughs> weekend. Take that big calf energy into the weekend. Yeah, it was
3: very nice meeting you. Like
0: it's your last. It was nice to meet you too. Yeah. Thanks for calling, Rosanna. No problem. I'll talk
11: to you later, Chuck. <laughs> <Toodles>.
0: Bye. <laughs> Bye. That was funny. she's cute. They all call me Chuck.
2: (laughs) I love that. Why? That's very cute. I don't know, actually. (laughs) Just a mystery. Well, this is a very interesting gym and relationship-related question. It's a little long. I cut it down to about a third of its original length. Thank you. She's a writer by trade, but just be prepared. Dear Chelsea, I'm a 26-year-old grad student in a relationship with my partner. We'll call him Dan, who's 31. We've been together for five years now, and it's been the most stable and loving relationship I've ever had. I've always been very skeptical of marriage, but in this relationship, I'm open to the idea, and we've been recently talking about getting engaged. Then something happened that has me questioning everything. Within the last few months, Dan has started a fitness journey—cringe, I also hate that word—and has been going to the gym with a personal trainer. It's all he talks about anymore— And I've often found him standing in the mirror flexing his arm muscles, which kind of makes me want to hurl. But I know he has had some insecurities about his appearance in the past, and I'm proud of him and the work he's been doing to feel good about himself and his body. When he started getting very into his gym life, I noticed that our intimacy was decreasing. There was an obvious shift. When I would bring it up, he'd brush it off, saying he was tired and deny my advances. One night when I was met with this response, I'd had enough. When I asked him what was going on, he paused, said he didn't want to hurt me, and eventually told me, you've gained a lot of weight in the last six months and it's made me less interested, I guess. I was crushed. I'm a healthy weight and I love my body. I work out five days a week at home, walk often, and eat well. I know I've gained a little weight, and I just accepted it as part of becoming an adult. I'm aware that I won't be the scrawny 110-pound girl he met five years ago forever. She's 26, by the way. If this person is distancing himself from me due to a few pounds of weight gain, are the foundations of our relationship strong enough to handle the really hard things together? I can't get the comment out of my head. I went to stay with friends, and when I returned home, my boyfriend apologized endlessly. However, it all just feels like damage control. I fell in love with him because he was a kind, thoughtful, smart, and loving intellectual book nerd. Now he's starting to feel like a conceited gym rat. Should I try to work through this incident or hit the road? My love for him is not based on appearance, but this comment is making me question if he can love me the same way. Amy. Hi,
0: Amy. Hi, how are you? Hi, Ben Bruno is our guest today. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Mm, That must have been an unpleasant conversation to have.
13: It was. It was. It shocked me a little bit. But yeah, I I decided to come back home and work it out. But not much has really changed, especially on his part. Still kind of obsessive with the working out, a lot of damage control, like saying, Mm. you know, I didn't mean what I said, this and that. And it's like, okay, then why did you say it? And it's just been really confusing. Did you leave for a period of time? I did, Yeah. About a week. Okay. Just to like get my mind off of things and hang out with some friends. But yeah, it's just been, it's been hard to wrap my head around.
0: Yeah. That's a pretty icky thing for him to have said to you. And also like the whole obsessive working out, like you can forgive that, but those two things together, now you're piling on unattractive qualities.
13: It's out of left field too. This is not like him. So within like the past two months this obsession has started and has changed the way like he treats me and how he feels about himself as well. You know, we were at the beach the other weekend and I saw these broy guys that were like very muscular playing a game or whatever. And he looked over at them and like looked at it himself, hmm. not really good about himself. So I'm trying to decide like, are you saying these comments because you don't feel good about yourself or is this, I don't know. It's, it's just been so confusing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's worth a longer conversation about it where you sit down and be like, listen, this is like a big red flag to me. Like, not only are you behaving in a way that seems obsessive, now you're attacking me. These are not qualities I'm looking for. To have a larger conversation about that and what that sets up for any future together, right? You should call him out. What do you think, Ben?
3: Well, has he gone from non-worker outer to like a full gym douche like a full transformation kind of thing
13: yeah it's kind of been like i work out and stuff but it's not all i talk about yeah yeah like it's just like a part of your routine like being healthy a part of your regime yes regime
3: (laughs) yeah the full-on gym culture does he do like the weird eating habits and like the shit like that too
13: Not really. Definitely has cut down on alcohol, which that's fine. And definitely from working out at home to going to a gym where he has like a personal trainer and things like that. And maybe he's like looking at other people's bodies that are super jacked. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out where this is coming from, but it could be just like the new environment of where he's working out. I don't know.
3: Well, I think a lot of workout dudes, it's hard for me to say without knowing him, but a lot of workout dudes have this they call it body dysmorphia, but I I think about themselves and then I think they put that onto other people too. So I'll have trainer friends that are big dudes. You know, as reference, I'm 5'9", about 170 pounds. To some people, I'm big. To some people, I'm small. But there's a lot of trainer dudes that are huge by all standards and they talk about how they're insecure because they lose size and stuff. And I look at them like, what are you talking about? And then I think they also put... I don't know what the word would be, but they have unrealistic expectations of what other people look like and things like that. But I think if he's going like full gym, you know, I don't want to say douche, but douche, (laughs) then I think he could be in that mindset where, and I think also a lot of dudes get a superiority when they lift. You know, I remember when I moved to LA and started training actors, a lot of my gym rat friends would ask me what some of these famous guys like benched and squat and stuff. And when I would tell them the number, they would be like, pussy, like they were better than them. And I'm like, this dude has you beat in every facet of life and you're acting like you're better than him. But gym people are really like that sometimes. Mm
10: -hmm. And I
3: think that a lot of guys when they lift get an arrogance about that. But as it relates to you, I don't know, uh, it's hard for me to say, but I think it's like super shitty that he's putting you in that spot. And I also wonder if he's expecting you to do all that weird stuff too, which would be dumb. I don't think you should, that pressure should be placed on you. I I will say, again, I'm a trainer. I'm not somebody, I have very few trainer friends because I'm not somebody that likes to work out every day. If I have a buddy that tells me that, you know, he does like chest on Monday, back on Wednesday, I'm like, okay, we're probably never going to be friends, that type of thing. But I think it's very healthy to work out in moderation, but I think when you take it too far, it can be unhealthy for your body and your mindset. You definitely have to talk to him. And you said he's like flexing in the mirror. This might be like addition by subtraction if it doesn't end up working out. That's tricky.
13: Right.
2: Yeah. It feels like this may be an opportunity to encourage him to get into therapy. This doesn't even feel like a couple's therapy situation, but like he needs to examine why he's turning this self-hatred of his own body and his own fat or whatever on you. Mm-hmm. So this might be a time to like encourage him to be like why don't why don't you explore that with somebody mm-hmm. and what's coming up for you with that. Mm-hmm.
13: Yeah, so he's he started going to therapy and then we did have a longer conversation about this whole topic and he like blamed it on seeing unrealistic body expectations like both in the gym and on social media and for me I'm like as a female like that should I deal with every day? <laughs> like we all do <laughs> yes. that. So don't put it on me. Like this isn't my
2: problem. You know, right? It's his shit. I think that's a really, really good point. And first of all, even if you have gained a little bit of weight, like you're still a very slender person. And even if you weren't, it wouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter to him what you weigh. He's having some sort of a physical, mental reaction to whatever he's going through, and that's that's something he's got to kind of unpack on his own.
13: Yeah, I guess my question is, do I stick around for that? And how do I move forward with trust? I don't really trust you now. Like, I don't really feel like I even know you anymore. Like, you've changed in two months, like, drastically. And not even his body, just, like, his personality and what he's doing, his actions, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, if there's an opportunity for you to go to therapy with him and talk to his therapist with him, I would take that opportunity. Really? Yeah. And just say, like, this is what I'm seeing. This is a different person. than I, And I'm concerned. Like, it's a little bit fanatical. And it's also having a negative impact on me. It's hard for someone to be happy for somebody to encourage them when it's coming right back at you. He should be happy about his body. What's he focused on you for?
3: I definitely think you, you have to press him a little more on what he meant by what he said and things, because I think it sounds like he backtracked. And I just know. As a dude, sometimes if I say something that doesn't get a good reaction, I just retreat and then just go like, hey, I didn't mean that, like all good. But where there's smoke, there's fire. So I think you have to really understand where he's coming from and then you can evaluate if it's something you can get past or not. But I think the retreat thing would probably be because he saw that he pissed you off and hurt your feelings and doesn't want to keep that going, but the feelings are still there. So even if you just sweep it under the rug That's it's going to come back if you don't really talk about that a little bit more.
13: Yeah. That's kind of like where I'm at is how to move forward with this and whether it's worth it or not. Um, How long have you guys been together? Five years. So it's kind of gotten to the point where like things are getting very serious and I've never been like a marriage person or kids person. And like, we've talked about those things, but I've been more open about them. And then this comment came up and it like really was triggering for me just with like my past and everything. And so it's just, yeah, trying to trying to figure out what to do next, but I would agree that a deeper conversation and possibly therapy together would be good.
0: Yeah. You should give it a, I mean, it's five years is a long time to be with somebody. So give it the amount of attention it deserves and the respect it requires. And if there's not a change, then, you know, you have your answer and you're going to move on. Right.
13: Right.
3: Okay, well,
0: thank yeah. you. <laughs> All right, well, keep us posted, Amy, okay? I will, I will. Thank you so much.
3: Nice meeting you. Bye. Bye.
0: Yeah, bye. Nice
3: you too.
0: See, this is serious shit, Ben.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: This podcast is brought to you by the new film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn and with an incredible ensemble cast that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, Whoopi Goldberg, Rose Byrne, Rain Wilson, and Vera Farmiga. An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving. And according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide, May
4: 31st. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step.
6: Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
9: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots
8: And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.
2: Well, our next caller is Alicia. Alicia says, I'm 53, and I'm in perimenopause. I've begun reading some things about how women my age should focus on strength training and do less high-intensity interval training or high-impact cardio. When we talked on the phone, she said she's kind of always been a cardio person. If I can work out four days a week, what would you suggest as a training schedule? P.S. My current back-to-school routine is Monday, I do cardio strength. Wednesday, triple Metcon, all cardio but at different levels. Saturday, cardio strength where I mix in some weights. Sunday, strength, all weights.
0: Alicia! Hello! <laughs> oh, doodle. Hi, Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Hi, I have Ben Bruno, my trainer here. Perfect timing for your question.
12: Yes, I was excited to see that you were looking for questions. I'm at the age where I'm starting to read and learn about menopause and I really like to work out, and I've been reading and hearing about that women my age should be focusing more on strength training, and I grew up doing so much cardio all the time, so what do I need to be doing?
3: Well, question. You said that, but then when Catherine was reading your schedule, it sounded like you did three days of strength training and one day of cardio?
12: Mondays and Saturdays are a mix of cardio and strength. Okay. How if I classify that as a whole strength class.
3: Well, what I'll say, I always recommend, I tell women to think of strength training as the entree and cardio as the side dish. So they're both important. Mm -hmm. But if we had to allocate percentages, I would probably say two thirds to three quarters strength training, one third to one quarter cardio but i don't think that you have to have a strength day only cardio day only what we'll typically do is just incorporate a little bit of cardio at the end of the strength workouts um it's just you know some intervals and stuff but i would say for you three full body strength workouts a week is great and then if you enjoy cardio on top of that do it and also i do agree sounds like you answered your own question in the question but you were talking about trying to not do as much high-impact cardio, I do think that, first off, strength training, if you do full-body strength training, is cardio. People Mm -hmm. that do body part splits, not so much if you do like a chest day or whatever, but if you're pairing upper body and lower body exercises, you're going to get a cardio effect from that too. But I think it's great to supplement the full-body strength work with some low impact interval training. And then also just some low intensity training, like going for a walk or a hike or things like that. But I think that's like a good long-term strategy. And then also incorporating mobility work in there too.
12: Yes. That's, that's built into a couple of the classes. My trainer, the best part of this whole COVID thing is I found this trainer.
3: Love it. Um, Sounds like a good trainer.
12: Yeah. So it sounds like I'm kind of on the right road. I need to make sure I get the strength in on on the weekend because she does that on the days I go to work. So, all right. I will keep at that.
9: Cool.
0: Yeah. Don't overdo the cardio.
12: Yeah. It's hard though. (laughs) I know.
0: I know. It feels like it's good, but it's better to strength train.
12: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's been so fun to talk with you. Thank you so much for taking my question. Nice meeting
2: you. Nice to meet you. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, our next question comes from Kim. Kim is 49. Dear Chelsea, I'm really struggling with my fitness. I started putting on tons of weight about 10 years ago. In 2016, after a round of Whole30, I knew something was wrong, and after several doctors, I was diagnosed with celiacs and Hashimoto's thyroiditis. I went gluten-free, obviously, and soy-free, another allergy I discovered, and started to feel so much better. Work relocated me to Florida. I'm a private teacher-slash-family assistant, and it was great for the health part because I would just ride my cruiser, bike around the horse farms for 10 to 20 miles a day, taking in the canals and the sunsets. The weight seemed to fall off. I move a lot with this job, and my location and level of activity during work and time spent outside seems to vary, as has my weight. Now that you have my backstory, I'd like to ask for your help in mindset. I've always been one to just do fun activities my whole life and not think of it as exercise. I just recently signed up for an adult tap class here in my current location, and I hiked at my last location. I'd love if you had tips to help me develop a traditional workout mindset, whether at home or going to the gym. Kim. Is she with us? Oh, hey, Kim. Hi. Hi. (laughs) How are you? Hi.
14: I'm well. How are you? Good,
0: thank you. Ben Bruno's our guest today, so it's perfect timing for your question. <laughs> yes. I'm He's very. our, our in studio health expert today.
3: <laughs> yeah. So is your question more related to the fitness side or the the diet side?
14: Well, I have the diet side pretty well nailed. I know how I have to eat to feel good, and that's, you know, what I do. But I just have a hard time getting in the mindset of like, going to the gym and doing typical workouts. I like to be active. I ride my bike. I hike. I just started tap lessons. I know if I'm moving with my, I have Hashis and Celiac. So if I move like three, four hours a day, I'm great. <laughs> but sometimes it's really hard. And I just feel like I need to somehow incorporate going to a gym and not looking at it as A torture chamber.
0: Can you do it with a friend? Will that help you to enlist a friend that you like? Go to a class two days a week. If it's a bar method or Soul Cycle, anything.
14: I mean, I guess I have a few. I just relocated to Nashville, so I know a couple of people. Well, that's a good
0: way to make friends, probably too. (laughs) Actually,
14: (laughs) yeah. So, and I've already become friendly with people in my top class. So, you know, hopefully that'll progress. I have a partner who loves to bike ride. He does that shimmy shammy riding. Not my thing, but you know, we do ride a lot. So I'm lucky to do that. But I just don't know why I have such a it's like I have a wedge to prevent me from
0: going to the gym. Mm -hmm. You just have to find some classes that you like in that are in the gym. You know what I mean? And just sign up for like two a week and commit to that. That's a great way to A work out and make friends. And they could be strength training classes, you know what I mean? So you know you're going and you're not responsible for your own regimen. It's being provided for you, right?
2: Mm -hmm. I sort of feel, Kim, like you have the best of both worlds. You know, I think that's what everybody wants to get to is like just doing something fun and it's exercise, by the way. It's like that old saying, find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. But I feel like the same applies here. You'll never work out a day in your life. Like, I feel like you got it great. Like Chelsea said, joining a couple of extra classes, maybe that's a strength training class or something like that. But I think you've got a good mindset. Oh, well, thank you. Do you have anything to add, Ben?
3: I actually hate to say this, but I really like what Chelsea had to say. But I would also add that they have (laughs) a lot of workout programs that you can get that you can do at home. So if you just have an aversion to the gym, there are a lot of home workout programs. And I know a lot of female trainers do stuff where the workout program includes an online fitness community element. Like Facebook groups and whatnot. So if you struggle with accountability, some of those might be good. You do it and then you report back to the trainer in the group. That's not totally my thing. So I'm not, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I know they exist. Mm -hmm. I would also, I want to plug my girlfriend. She is a celiac. She has a whole thing. She's on Instagram and has a blog called Ben Bruno's girlfriend. Yeah. At no bread. (laughs) Um, At No Bread, and it's like a website and an Instagram handle that has She's an amazing cook, but it's all gluten-free stuff.
0: Yeah, you should follow her. She's got great recipes and great brands
14: to buy, all of that stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm always looking for new things.
3: Yeah, but I, I would look at some of the online, the female trainers that do online programming do a really great job of doing stuff to build a community. If you just hate going to the gym, you can check in with people online and whatnot.
14: Yeah, I don't even know. I I guess I don't have an aversion going to the gym. I just I guess maybe just to get started and just not look at it as, ooh, let me go ride my bike. It's all fun. And, you know, I, I know when I do go, I feel good. I have results. I just don't know what the mind block is. You just have
0: to find a class you like, and then you're going to be down with going. That's it. Just find a class you like and go and do the social aspect of it, too. And if you don't like going to the gym, but you like the working out, then do it, you know, and then get one of those. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're on Peloton. They're on Tonal. You, there's all these types of things you can do at home. But I hear what you're saying. But you just have to, like, dive in and find the thing that you like to do, and then you'll want to go to the gym.
3: One more thing I want to add. A lot of people, when they embark on strength training for the first time, feel like they have have to do this whole crazy program and work out an hour at a time. And it's totally fine. I would maybe start with like 15, 20 minute workouts and just dip your toe in. And I think as you get a little better at it, you might like it more too.
14: Okay. Start in small amounts. Maybe that's my problem. I just feel like I have to. Well,
3: strength training is a thing that if you just come in guns a blazing and go too hard, you're going to be sore as shit. So I I sometimes think, and that's very demotivating. So I think that if you start slowly and build progressively to kind of mitigate that soreness and get used to it, it'll help you in the long term.
14: Okay, great. Thank you so much. I will try both the online and just moving to the gym and making it a social thing.
0: (laughs) Cool. Thanks for calling in.
14: Thank Thanks, you. Bye bye.
0: Thank you. Bye. And on that note, I think I'm done talking about nutrition.
2: <laughs> well, let's take a break so we can be done talking about that. And we'll be right back with Chelsea and Ben Bruno.
0: This podcast is brought to you by the new film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn and with an incredible ensemble cast that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, Whoopi Goldberg, Rose Byrne, Rain Wilson, and Vera Farmiga. An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving, and according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide, May 31st.
4: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step.
6: Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
9: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. And how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black
8: Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.
2: And we're back. Excellent. Well, Ben, at this point in the show, we like to ask our guests if they would like to... Ask Chelsea for some advice. Yes, Ben.
3: Not really, to be honest with you. I mean, that's <laughs> that's why I go to therapy, so I don't have to ask people like Chelsea for advice. I accept that. I, I accept. feel like if I asked Chelsea for advice, I would end up like face down in a ditch somewhere.
0: <laughs> then why hasn't that already happened?
3: Because I don't take what you say. Like I don't. Mm, I don't really. Interesting. It, yeah, I don't pay attention.
0: Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Well, I think that means that Ben Bruno doesn't have any questions for me, and you know what? I'm totally down with that. I need the day off of answering questions.
3: What questions would I have for Chelsea? Well, why don't you actually? Think about that? I have a question oh, for here Chelsea. We go. I knew it. I if knew. If you it. were, if you were me, how would you deal with, with a client me? like you? Because I've struggled <laughs> with this for seven, eight years. However long we've trained, every single day, I think like I don't know what to do in this situation. I'm
0: well. Fire me if you. If I make you so miserable. No, but, but
3: like. Probably fifty one percent of the time you're pleasant. Right. So, so that's like,
0: either this is the bed you made and now you either have to lie in it, not lay in it, you have to lie in it or fire me. It's like I mean the ball's in your court.
3: No, I fifty one percent of the time So you're not worth, gonna fire the me. juice is worth the squeeze. No, right. I'm not.
0: Okay, so then there we go. <laughs> then what are you how would you deal with me? I don't know what to tell you. I wouldn't know how to deal with me either.
3: That that actually makes me feel good. To hear that makes me this has <laughs> been big. This this is a cathartic podcast for me.
0: It's yeah. been such a release, Ben. Where can everybody find you at the kitchen? That's the name of it, his gym at his yeah, house. It's I'll, called the kitchen, and his address
3: is. Yeah, exactly. Don't say the address.
0: <laughs> do you have an? Do you have Instagram, Ben?
3: I do. Ben, ben
0: Bruno training.
3: Ben Bruno training. One of yeah. Ben Bruno, at training. Ben
0: Bruno training. training. Do we need to research this? Not <laughs> really. Training. Really? Not really. That's the wrap up. We're done, Catherine. We're
2: done here. <laughs> Good night. So if you'd like advice from Chelsea, just send us an email at Project at gmail.com. Dear Chelsea is a production of iHeartRadio, executive produced by Nick Stumpf, produced by Katherine Law, and edited and engineered by Brad Dickert.
1: Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.